This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID, the smart choice for MDL implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant and UL certified for all transaction modes. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Now celebrating our 90th anniversary. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I am joined by Portia Manley. Portia is the Chief Deputy Commissioner from the North Carolina DMV. Portia, welcome to your first appearance on the Amphicast. Well, thank you so much, and it's great to be here today. I asked Portia to come on to talk about a challenge that all of our members are dealing with, um, and perhaps we could share some unique or different takes on it that's happening in North Carolina, which is the ever challenging and and changing complexion of retention and recruitment of employees finding the right people keeping them growing them it just seems to be getting harder and harder is that you've in your career you've watched this changed yes is I, it different now than you've seen it in the past it ha- it is changed a lot uh, in uh, I've been with the division for 20 years now, and I've seen a lot that happened in 20 years. And before, you could always recruit people for the DMV because that was a job that everybody wanted. Mm. Uh, it was state government, and you had the benefits and the pension. Yeah. But uh, after a while, especially after COVID, and mostly for our DMV because we had a major move, but after mm. COVID, we had a problem with recruitment as well as when we moved from Raleigh, North Carolina to the Rocky Mount campus now. Um, retaining a lot of our uh, old employees, should I say, the ones with the knowledge. Yeah. And so that was had been a very major problem for us. But I think we're trying to overcome it now. And we have some things that we're looking at and things that we've done in, in the future. So you say in the post-COVID world, separating it from the move of the of the mm-hmm. North Carolina's headquarters, which is a unique right. scenario there. What changed about the attitudes and the culture coming out of COVID that made maybe a state job less attractive or it was harder to find talent? What was it about that pre and post pandemic world that changed the equation? Well, I think it was not just DMVs. I think it was across the country as well. A lot of the, uh, the COVID, I think, gave a lot of people a chance to uh, stop mm-hmm. hunt, and see exactly what it is that they want to do yeah uh, a lot of people did not return to their current jobs mm-hmm. uh, you had people that wanted to work from home yeah uh, not as many hours flexible hours mm. and so I think a lot of that had a major change on some of the attitudes with not just people at DMV but across the country yeah and as an employer in a state agency, do you have in the DMV enough autonomy to do what you have to do, or are you somehow tied to what the state wants to do in terms of employment practices and policies? Well, the state, we have a state policy for all state agencies, and so we're governed by those yeah. policies. And so, so in terms of recruitment, though... Mm-hmm. Talk to me about, you, you mentioned you're trying some different things, you've had some success with some, but let's talk about some of the things you're doing that might be a little bit different that others can learn from. Okay, great, great uh, answer, question in. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at, and we started probably last year, uh, we started uh, this program, it's called the MVP program, 
where we are actually going out and have a great HR recruitment department mm-hmm. that works very closely with uh, DMV. We have some of our employees right there from HR at our DMV campus. And so what the recruiters are actually doing is going out to the different colleges mm. as well as some of the high schools and uh, to start recruiting and letting uh, people know about DMV, mm. what we can do, what departments we have. Uh, when I started with DMV, the only thing I knew that I could get a tag and a driver's license. Sure. But if you look at a DMV, there are all sorts of departments there. And so we can educate the individuals now that are learning and coming out of college or uh, trade schools. We can let them know that, hey, there's a career there for you at DMV. Mm. And so that's what our recruiters are doing. And the MVP program uh, will go out recruit these individuals, and when they come back to work for DMV, they will actually go in different departments, different units within DMV. We're modeling that with our engineer department. We have that at our DOT department, so where we go out and recruit uh, young engineers, and they have an opportunity to go through the different highways departments. So we thought that would be a great way to recruit people for DMV. And so that's what we're doing, and we're getting a lot of interest in that. So we do our job fairs. Uh, great recruiters. We have a diversity program and a new person that's actually over that, that she's going out and talking to the different uh, cultures in yeah. different schools. So t- tell me more about the rotation piece because mm-hmm. I think that, that's an interesting one. So a new recruitee comes in, they've been hired at this mm-hmm. point, but they don't know exactly where they're going to spend their path. So they get a limited time in different parts of the organization before figuring out the best match for them? That's correct. Uh, what would happen is we recruit somebody, and uh, based on their interests when they applied or told us, we would try to match them up with that in the beginning mm-hmm. so they can learn about that. And then they would rotate into another unit and stay six months or less. Six months in each rotation. Uh-huh, or okay. less. Up to, okay. And then move on. And yeah. hopefully by the time they rotate through some of our major departments, which would be drivers, yeah. vehicle services, and business operations, uh, we cannot recruit that way for our license and theft department. But for some of the other ones that are the majors, we can do that. And then they can get a niche, and we can see where their niche mm-hmm. is. And hopefully by then, we can offer them a full-time position in that area. Often in the recruitment conversation, I think there's maybe a assumption mm-hmm. that we're talking about the frontline counter positions that are getting a lot of the focus. But when I hear you talk about moving through the different parts of the organization, you're not talking about just the customer service rep at the counter. You're talking about exposing them to back office roles, perhaps management roles. Right, uh, looking at the back office area. Yeah. Because driver's license examiners in our customer, it could be in our customer service area as well, because we have two types of uh, customer service. We have the uh, individual employees that are talking to our customers, uh, all information, that's mm. through our uh, 7,000 number, that's what we say, yeah. that all of the citizens of North Carolina can call in and ask the question. And the skill set of those individuals, they would have to know everything about DMV. Yeah. So you could go through that area as well if you want to be that type of an employee. Also, we have the ones that would deal with what we call our license plate agencies. That's answering questions, our help desk, about everything that would go on within our license plate agency. Mm-hmm. But then we have the other ones that we call consider the back office. Right. And those are the ones, too, that we will be recruiting for the MVP program. As driver's license examiners, those are totally different. As you know, they would have to go through a different type of training. Right, any specific training to be able to Correct. administer an exam. Yeah. So. 
when you are, when they go through this, are you finding that, let me ask the question in a different way. How often does the person find that where they thought they were going to be matched is the right place for them versus, oh, I've done this tour and this seems to be the match for me and that was a little bit unexpected. And, and I'm sorry if I, we just started it, so I have no oh, statistics okay. well, about right. that that's right okay. now. But that is a great question. Hopefully, within the six months that they will stay in one area, by the, you know, and yeah. going through different ones, they will find a niche because if a person is interested in accounting, yes, uh, we will probably start them off in the business uh, operations right. area, right. Right. and then working there with our business operations department, then move them to another because not also are they doing the business analysis of part, but move them into a vehicle or, or driver's back office yeah. so they can see how what they are doing in that business operation ties into some of the things that we would have to do as well in drivers or yeah. vehicle services as far as running the business. Yeah. Now, are you finding it a challenge, though, to even get them to, to that point? I mean, you mentioned that HR is going out there and putting out the information. The DMV has a lot more to offer than you may think we do. How is that being received? Are they able to move the needle, or is it still this thing of, yeah, it sounds interesting, but I unfortunately can go make more money at the local fast food chain? Well, uh, we had some recruitment recently, and we had a lot of applications. Oh, great. Yes, so I think it will be a very successful program. Great. So you were, spo you were about to talk about a diversity initiative. So on one hand, recruiting for getting the new talent, exposing them to the organization. Uh, but sounds like also in North Carolina, there's been some focus on making sure there's some diversity recruitment happening. Yes, in uh, uh, HR, again, they yeah. actually had a dedicated person for that area. And she is a she. Uh, she goes out and try to recruit people with uh, Spanish. That's one of the major areas okay. in, in North Carolina. Um, and we're doing that on social media as well. So it's different avenues that she's taken to help recruit people. So you started to talk about a diversity initiative and somebody being dedicated to mm -hmm. those efforts. Um, you mentioned certainly reaching out to populations that can more interact with Spanish-speaking customers. Mm -hmm. Have you seen uh, that shift in your 20 years? North Carolina is one of those states where we're constantly reading about people moving to, moving to, moving to. So I would imagine at the DMV, as you're seeing where people come to the state, you're seeing the diversity picture starting to become even more diverse in North Carolina. Uh, and so I imagine that's part of why you felt the need to recruit in new and different places. Yes, and that is true, and especially in the front end. Okay. Uh, in our driver's license uh, area, uh, we look for uh, individuals and new employees or uh, applicants that can speak a bilingual, yeah. because we have a lot of bilingual or, or another language uh, to go with the populations that we have, as well as some of the tests that we are testing in. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you've been out in these recruitment fairs, applications are, are up. Yes. Um, what is it about the DMV that you think you've been able to change why it's becoming attractive to applicants when maybe a few years ago you were struggling to get those applications mm -hmm. in? Well, I think one of the things that have changed is uh, how we are looking at trying to change the mindset. 
Okay. Because as a whole, as I told you earlier, you know, issue a driver's license or regard uh, issue a tag. But one of the things then with the recruitment we do on the social media mm. and also advertisements, so the tagline is changing. You know, why not work for DMV? <laughs> It, because there are things there for you. Yeah. Uh, so trying to do it like more like commercials or the major companies are doing, yeah. changing the mindset, uh, making it a challenge that, hey, yeah, maybe this is something I want to do. Yeah. I never thought about it, but hey, it looks as if it's uh, interesting and I can have an opportunity. Yeah. One of the things I know we hear members say they struggle with, especially with the cons customer service positions that we talked about, is here they are the front-facing people of the organization dealing with fairly complex transactions, but states have struggled sometimes to get support for competitive salaries. Mm -hmm. How much has that been part of the conversation in North Carolina in terms of recruiting and getting applicants' attention? That has been a major part in the recruitment in North Carolina. And with that, we did a competitive labor market study, mm. um, looked at other careers with, within the division or within DMVs, yeah. uh, as well as what the, the major companies were paying that uh, had some of the same skill sets that we had. And also, uh, we knew that the lower price, the lower amount of money was definitely um, a deterrent from employees coming there. So with doing that, we now have what we call an incentive program. Uh, we've, uh, we had the legislators to, to look at it. We talked to them and help educate them as well as what DMV employees mm -hmm. actually do. So we've increased the pay. Mm -hmm. uh, we started with our driver's license uh, employees customer-facing employees, and now we're trying to work with all of the uh, employees within DMV to give them an increase. Yeah. And so we have a sign-on bonus for new employees. Hmm. Uh, some of the employees that um, was hard to recruit for, we also gave bonuses for those as well. So it's different things that we are trying to do to, to keep an employee there, yeah. as well as in recruit an employee. Yeah, to begin with. When you talk about the harder positions to recruit for, what what are those areas that you're seeing the harder areas to find interested applicants, qualified applicants that you're, you've been struggling with? Well, during this study, we actually looked at uh, DMV as well as DOT. So it was across Interesting, because in North Carolina, it's part of the it's DOT part of in DOT, North Carolina. So we looked at the across the board. Yeah. You had some of your program analysts, uh, yeah. uh, driver's license examiners, was definitely one because we had a big vacancy there. Um, was so a lot of that vacancy due to that headquarters move that you were referencing earlier? That as well as just the environment after COVID as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, people so not wanting to do that type of work necessarily more. I imagine especially right away the idea of getting to a car with a stranger. Correct. You know and, that in all of the. Uh, things that you have to think about while you're doing that. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, so that's one of the areas that we start off first. Uh, we looked at was the driver's license examiners. And how were you able to change the culture around that? You know, we talked a little bit about the recruitment being changing the attitude and the style, but a driver examiner, the role hasn't changed in, has in many changed. years. So how do you how do you tell that story when you're out talking to a graduating college student or a someone leaving high school that may be has the skill sets, but would never imagine that my career path could be as a driver examiner. Well, that's when you have to change the mindset. Yeah. Let them know it's not just issuing a driver's uh, license, it's issuing something that means uh, 
that you're giving a person something that they can drive with, mm-hmm. but it's a secure document. And it's things like that that we tell them as well as um, it takes a different type of person, I guess, to be a f- customer facing. Sure. And so you look for the people that are friendly. Right, who has uh, that personality. That personality, yeah. the attitude that I want to do something. A little be- thick skin sometimes. Oh, a lot <laughs> yeah. of thick skin, skin sometimes. <laughs> as well as you're working for your public servant. Yeah. So that's a whole different attitude of public servant than someone that's going to a corporate um, environment. So we look for somebody with that attitude that I want to do something better. Yeah. I want to be better. I want to do something for the state. I want to do something for the citizens. I want to do something and make North Carolina great. You are the first person that mm-hmm. someone moves to North Carolina would see. So those are kind of attitudes that we're looking for. And those are the ones that we have. We have great employees. Uh, I think with the increase in pay, mm-hmm. uh, we're getting better employees uh, that want to stick with uh, working with the DMV. I've seen anecdotally, and I don't know if you've seen this as well, um, I'm seeing a optimistic shift in the younger generation in the return to a, a value of public service and giving back that maybe, you know, it's a little bit of a, a wave and a roller coaster, right? Some generations, res- it resonates more than the others. Um, I'm seeing it anecdotally starting to come back with this generation coming out of high school and college, recognizing the value and the mission of public service. Are you seeing that, or is this Ian just being his usual mm-hmm. over-optimistic self? <laughs> no, and, and hopefully we will see that, Ian. I can't say that's what we are seeing right now, yeah. but with the MVP programs I was saying earlier, that we will be looking at high school students because, uh, as someone said recently, everyone does not want to go to college. Yes, and it's so not the right. It's not path the right for everybody. Path. So why not introduce them, the young, to something that they can grow into? Yeah, and it's not all time issuing a driver's license or work behind the scenes. There's opportunities for you to learn and then move with up within mm. the within the uh, agency. So let's talk about that part because mm-hmm. re- recruitment's the first piece of the puzzle. Retention. Is the second piece. You can get them in the door, but if they're if you're losing a third of them every year, then that becomes its own challenge. And that is generally speaking, we're seeing agencies where it's close to a third turnover year after year. So what type of things are you doing in North Carolina? Okay, we got them here. Now how do we keep them here? Well, one of the things that I, I love to say in 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 my career, in my uh, time with DMV, I like to recruit from within. Mm-hmm. Because those are the people are our employees that have the knowledge. And so as time goes on, you have to be replaced or, or because someone has retired or someone moved out because yep. of whatever situation. And so why not try to uh, bring the person that's been working in the area up? Mm-hmm. And so that's what we try to do. And we do that with classes. Uh, we have uh, training classes that you can take. Uh, if you want to go out on your own to take classes, we encourage uh, uh, higher education. So when you are ready, we are there for you to bring mm-hmm. you up. Now in North Carolina, I cannot just say, okay, and I'm gonna take you for this position. Sure. Uh, because we have our policies. I talked about that earlier. We have to follow our state uh, guidelines. But we can say, hey, um, and I feel that you've been doing well in this area and in, in all, in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Let's uh, have you mirror another person and mm-hmm. come in mm-hmm. and sit down with them. Uh, mentor 
So we yep. have a lot of mentoring and coaching, and that's what uh, I recommend for all of our uh, leadership. We have to start mentoring and coaching people in order to take the positions that we will have when we yeah. leave. So do you have a formal uh, structure for mentoring and coaching North Carolina, do, or is it just... Uh, we do not at okay. this particular time at DMV. Um, but something that we definitely will need. So right now you're focused on just creating that culture of, hey, find that person that right. needs a little bit yeah. of support Tap and that help person. them. Yeah. Because every, you have them in every department. Yeah. They are the go-getters, the ones that want to know more. You know, I had one employee that came and, and she took a manual home every night. And she that wasn't even her department, but she mm -hmm. said, I want to learn more about what DMV oh, wow. is all about. Yeah. And yeah. so she was promoted into other areas. No, she's no longer with us now, but she's still doing some of the work that she learned at DMV. Yeah. So uh, that's the type of employee, somebody that's going to be anxious to gain the knowledge that we have to yeah. give them. Yeah. So you had mentioned the, the move creating a number of vacancies. Uh, having been with the agency for 20 years, did that surprise you that so many people left? I mean, obviously any move, there's always retirements. I remember I was involved when the U.S. Department of Transportation moved their headquarters, um, and it wasn't nearly as extreme as the move you made. And I watched all these retirements happen because they could. Did it surprise you, or was it what you expected when uh, you started to see the paperwork come in of, ah, I'm not, I don't want to make that commute? Well, it was a little bit of half and half, I sure. guess. Uh, because when we first announced that we were going to move the campus to Rocky Mount, we had many, many of uh, meetings with all the staff. And at that particular time, answering questions. And one of the things that you just said, they did not want to make an hour plus commute. Yep. So we knew from the beginning that we would be losing some. So the people that could retire, they retired. Yeah. And then the ones that could find positions right there in Raleigh, they found positions. Mm -hmm. And when we were just looking at all of the knowledge going out of the out of DMV. But we did have some that actually moved there. So out of the probably 400 and some employee positions that we had, when we moved to Rocky Mount, we probably lost mm, close to a um, hundred plus. That's yeah. It, a big. That's a, that's a, a chunk. A yeah. chunk of people left. Especially if of that, that's twenty five percent, and then of those, if a big portion of them were the longer tenured employees with a knowledge base, right? Being able to cover for that loss. Cover for the loss, and then we had to start looking really recruiting yeah. in the area that yeah. we were in, Rocky Mount. So when we uh, did that. Before we moved, we started uh, having a lot of partnerships with the OICs and some of the uh, Chamber of Commerce and other uh, companies that were right there in Rocky Mount, the North Carolina Works, to find employees or applicants that could fill mm -hmm. some of the positions. They could fill the positions, but they didn't have the knowledge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was a challenge for us now to get them up to speed. And you know DMV, it's not something you can just come in and say, okay, I right. can do this, yeah. because it's a learning curve. That's right. Uh, so when we gave that incentive for people that had moved from uh, Raleigh to Rocky Mount, I think we only probably gave 60-some bonuses. Mm. So that tells you right there how many people left. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you feel like that's been now a couple of years. Yes. Dust has settled, or you're still it, it has settled. With it? The yeah. uh, rate, uh, our vacancy rate has gone up. I think the last time I talked about this was in 22 with uh, Anva, and it was at 19.1 uh, maybe, and that's up to like 22 or uh, higher. Yeah. 
So we're doing very well, I think. We could do better, so we're trying to get some of the vacancies. Uh, it used to be when they said, well, Portia, how many vacancies do you have in this department? I would say 200, 150. So now we're seeing 70, some oh, 50. Yeah, that's, so we're, yeah. we're doing a great job in retaining uh, some of the employees that we uh, hired. So not only have it filled them, but they're staying. They're, they're, staying. they're not just coming in then moving on for whatever no. reason. They're, they're sticking with it. So what do you think as you look look forward, you've got the MVP program, but having been in the business now for a couple of decades, what do you think is the next set of challenges with recruitment and retention in this employee base, holistically for DMVs, not maybe just North Carolina, but as you look at it, the community, mm -hmm. things that we should be thinking about in terms of making sure we've got the right talent coming in and then keeping them once we have them. Yeah, talking with and listening to our colleagues with uh, within DMVs, going through some of the same uh, issues that we are, with yeah. recruitment and retention. Um, I feel that um, given um, looking and asking employees exactly what they want, we mm. need to talk more and communicate more with our employees because they are the DMVs. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't have them, we couldn't be doing our business. Sure. So listening more to them and uh, asking them some of their ideas, uh, having them in uh, not only giving them idea, their ideas, but really trying to, you know, as the low-hanging fruit, implement some of the mm. things that they're talking about. Um, and I think also one of the things is having a, mentors, a mentoring program within your organization, yeah. which uh, we're trying to start now. Um, and as I said earlier, not only having a mentoring program, but finding the person that you think would do the best job within that DMV and and putting an arm around them and just giving them some encouragement say hey you can do the same thing that I did because I did not know anything about a DMV when mm. I first started so giving them the eyesight or the knowledge that you had mm. and share I mean I think yeah. we should continue to share information with our employees uh, don't hold it in a bubble because what you know, they should know, and they will give you a better job. And were you fortunate enough over your 20 years to have somebody that put their arm around you and said, hey, you could do more, let me show you the way? You know, did you, were you able to have that experience? I did, yeah. and I had some good mentors in my, in my life, not just at DMV, but across the board, is sort of show you that, hey, don't give up, you can yeah. do more, and encourage. Uh, always encourage more for everybody. Yeah and not just look at what you are doing, but give everybody opportunity because someone gave you one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Portia, thanks for spending some time with me today to chat about this. This is neither a new topic nor a topic that's gonna go away anytime soon. Uh, it seems like every time we think we've gotten some success, there's these new changes and challenges and finding the right people and keeping them there. And like you say, it's the people that make these agencies operate. It's the people that our customers remember when they go in, right? When they go in, they have that experience of DMV, how they interact with somebody, how somebody helps them, that is what's going to leave the impression of their, their DMV experience. And you're right in, and, and I love to see the uh, customers right, and not because of complaint, but because someone yeah. gave them great service. That's right. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for chatting with me today. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey, Chelsea Hadwin. Till next week, everyone, stay well. Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast. 
Hosted by Ian Grossman. Produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Music by Gibson Arthur. This episode was brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.